This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by J. Crew. This spring, J. Crew is telling a linen love story. From perfectly rumpled beach cover-ups and effortlessly sexy suiting to button-up shirts from the world-famous Baird McNutt Mill in Ireland, the new J. Crew collection is made to be shared, lived in, and loved for decades and generations to come. Shop linen like you've never seen it. And more new arrivals for spring 2024 at jcrew.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Yes, it is, and we are ready to go. A lot of stuff on the table, and uh, we'll get to it as soon as possible. I do uh, find something kind of interesting. Yesterday, uh, I guess Joe Biden had a campaign appearance Okay, sure, whatever, campaign appearance. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see him do a rally. I mean, I want to see him do a rally where he's not surrounded by a bunch of fluffers, a bunch of uh, union members at a, at a small factory or whatever, because uh, if, he, uh, if he showed up at a college football game or a pro football game or anything, he would, be, uh, he would be booed off the stage. We all know that. We all know that Joe Biden is so ungodly popular that it would happen. I mean, whenever he's out in public, people yell at him, you suck, okay? <laughs> you know, they literally, uh, within the first year of his presidency, people in, in college football games uh, yelled, F Joe Biden, by the thousands. And the media got on that, shut that down. And then some uh, female sports reporter was at a car race, and uh, one of the, the guy's name was Brandon, and, uh, and the crowd was singing, uh, you know, F Joe Biden. And she goes, oh, they're saying, let's go. Brandon. So we changed it to Let's Go Brandon. But let me tell you, Let's Go Brandon is getting louder and louder and louder. And I think it's going to revert to the old one, to be quite honest. Uh, here's a new uh, survey. 22% of likely voters confident that Joe Biden is innocent of corruption charges. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, Center Square voters uh, voice poll found that uh, 22% overall are confident that Joe Biden is innocent. The rest of us, it's up in the air. A good share of us believe that he is guilty. Among Democrats, 40% said that Joe Biden is innocent. He is. There's no, there's no evidence other than the mountains of evidence. And the investigation should be stopped immediately. But the same number of Democrats, 40%, said they're not so sure. Could be definitely, definitely uh, corrupt. Then 9% said he's uh, uh, guilty and should be impeached. 8% not sure because they're just stupid. Uh, the true independents uh, said that basically uh, 28% said Biden is guilty. 35% are unsure, and of course the number goes up with Republicans because we're in, uh, I shouldn't say Republicans, I should say conservatives, because we know. Uh, you know why we know he's, uh, he's corrupt? Anybody? Anybody in the class? Anybody want to start it off here? Yes, because we're not stupid. Yeah, yeah. And then we found out at the Iowa caucuses, uh, 68% of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Iowa respondents believe Joe Biden was not uh, elected fairly in 2020. Isn't that kind of weird? Uh, and and uh, and seventy eight percent of Iowa caucus goers uh, see charges against Trump as attacks, political attacks. Yeah, and, and uh, eighty eight percent of Iowa caucus goers believe Joe Biden is illegitimate. <clears throat> 
in the CBS poll. So they're all, yeah, there's all that. And then Joe Biden goes out and he does a campaign appearance. Apparently he goes to a Orange Julius or some sort of smoothie place, and he was shocked by the prices. <laughs> He, was, he, was, he hasn't shopped for groceries in about 50 years, you know. Unbelievable. So <clears throat> Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about this because apparently he was shocked. He decided he would, he would buy a round for the house. So there are other people that, you know, Donald Trump would go into a pizza place, buy everybody pizza. Donald Trump would go into a donut shop, buy everybody donuts and all that. Uh, Joe Biden decided to do that. And, and he, he looked at the receipts and said, wait, 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 derpity derp, derpity derp, 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 derp. Well, that's kind of what he sounds like. But he was shocked to find out that a smoothie costs $6. And so here's Corinne Jean-Pierre talking about Joe Biden's out of touch, uh, well, completely out of touch, obviously, with you and me. Last Friday, the president was at a coffee shop in Pennsylvania, and he seemed to be surprised uh, that the smoothie was six dollars and how expensive it was. Yeah, well, you spent eight bucks on a on a box of cereal, you moron. Uh, I'm curious. Is, is, so, is the president now realizing the costs that Americans are, are bearing? He was having a good time, right? Uh, offered up to, to, as you know, uh, offered up to to buy them coffee. Uh, there was a, a big group there, and he made sure everyone got coffee and pastries. So I just want to make that really clear. Oh, well, I mean, what a big deal for a man who's gotten, I don't know, $20 million from the communist Chinese and, you know, upwards of $20 million from our enemies to actually pick up the uh, tab at a coffee shop. $6, and, I, and I'll, I'll do it anyway. I, I hear you. And that, let's not forget what the trip was about. The trip was about small businesses, right? There have been six, <laughs> 16 million small businesses that have tried. Over 50 percent of small businesses are expecting to lay off people this year that have started and filled out for applications that's a big deal that is really important what that means is that they have the confidence small businesses no they don't folks who are starting them have the confidence in the economy somebody silence your phone there yeah no no that's not true actually and, and it's kind of funny because this is uh this is typical this is like a metaphor for um, these uh, sanctuary city governors because they're willing to buy around for the entire country. They're like, hey, let everybody come in. We'll take care of them. We'll take care of their hospital stays. We'll take care of everything. And then when you got to pay for it in your city, you freak out about the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it kind of make sense? It just kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because, you know, you always talk a big game until you got to pay for it. And that's what's happening in Democrat cities. That's why Democrat cities are going to absolute crap. And they are. I've got a lot of stuff today on uh, hotels and, and malls going out of business. And, and New York City and Manhattan, the, the, a third of the buildings are empty because people can't afford the stupid rents. And then all of these buildings are going to go into foreclosure because their interest rates are about ready to be jacked up. And and, uh, and the world is a mess, all right? And the country is a mess, and the economy is a mess. And what does that mean? Well, if the Democrats see a solution as Donald Trump, they don't want the solution. Obviously, they want to bring the country down. And obviously, they are going after Donald Trump. And I got to tell you, yesterday, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Kamala Harris did a campaign ad. And, and I'm starting off the show with this because this is deadly serious. Uh, that a vice president would say something like this on top of two speeches by our president at two of the <clears throat> hallmarks of the creation of our democracy, Independence Hall, and then again at Valley Forge just a couple weeks ago, uh, this government has declared war on half the population. Half of the population, they are openly... Uh, violent against, at least verbally for now. And then when I tell you <clears throat> the purpose, I mean, I should say the purchases that the federal government has been watching on your bank account, you'll understand why. 
All right. But this is your vice president yesterday who is supposed to be uh, the, uh, you know, the, the second in line for the presidency, which, of course, has every Democrat freaked out because she's a moron and he can't even go to the bathroom by himself. But she said this about Donald Trump <clears throat> and realize then realize that when she says this about Donald Trump, she is saying this about you. Listen. Donald Trump is an existential threat to our democracy and our most fundamental freedoms. How is that? Please tell me how he is an existential threat when everything the federal government is doing right now is an existential threat to the United States as founded, and we know it. Remember, the chaos, the division, the attacks that took rights and liberty. Number, uh, let me see, 2020? Summer of 2020, anybody? $2 billion worth of damage. Uh, You know, thousands of police officers injured, 30 people dead, never called out by the federal government. From the American people, we cannot allow that to happen again. Make an investment in our campaign, and together we can protect our freedoms and keep the White House. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. You are going to get so beaten, it's not even funny. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. If you look at the polling, this is not a popular president. This president has a 33% approval rating. And even worse, 28% of Americans believe he's mentally fit for the job. Only 28% of Americans believe he's mentally fit for the job. And yet MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NPR, PBR, bleep you, whatever the hell, I don't know, all the letter networks, they say he's perfectly fine. Like, we don't know that. And they're trying to steamroll us. And we're saying... Uh, no, no, we're not stupid. We, we are really not stupid. And did you notice yesterday an explosion all over the TV networks that Hunter Biden was being pursued by the Justice Department? This proves that the Justice Department is not uh, biased against Donald Trump. This proves it. And they literally, until just a few months ago, finally admitted the dang laptop was real. You don't believe me? Here, just go ahead and listen to this right here. They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. More than 50 former intelligence officials signed on to a letter yesterday saying that the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's emails has, quote, all of the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. This is what the president was just talking about. The letter signatories span four administrations, including the current one, and include former CIA directors John Brennan, Michael Hayden, and Leon Panetta. Now, Today, the, more than 50 former- the uh, FBI and the DOJ officially acknowledged that the, rush, the laptop was real the day before yesterday. Yesterday, the, gov- the government-run media, all the, the letter networks, said that uh, this indictment of Hunter Biden surely shows that the DOJ is not biased. This happened for a reason, guys. This is meant to be a distraction. This is Jen Jen Psaki, two years ago, talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. All right. It does not want to play. But Jen Psaki essentially said that the, uh, the laptop was Russia collusion. Why, out of nowhere, the day before yesterday, the day before the indictment of Hunter Biden on some uh, gun charges, which has nothing to do with all of the corruption of the Biden administration, but it is giving them cover to say that the DOJ is not treating Donald Trump unfair or unfairly. It is remarkable. And, you know, I guess I've never seen, you know, certainly we've never seen anything like this in our lives. 
We've never seen anything like the MSNBC the other night after Donald Trump set a record tripled the previous record margin of victory in the Iowa caucuses, and MSNBC literally would not say his name like he's Voldemort. (laughs) Would not say his name. And the ultimate Karen with a tiny head and big hair uh, and the supposedly educated Rachel Maddow decided to be America's mom, or at least the uh, commie libs mom, by uh, by filtering the uh, the information and not allowing Donald Trump to speak. It is so <clears throat> third world. It is so North Korean. It would be laughable if it weren't so stinking dangerous. Really. And then yesterday on the uh, View, there was this. Let's start with the View theme song. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more, pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more, pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more, pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 cheap. Now, I want you to know that uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume the, uh, the paternal figure like, uh, like Rachel Maddow does. And I'm going to filter the views comments and bring it to you. And I do that out of concern for your own safety. Because if you watched the view, you would take knitting needles and stab your ears out first. And then you might do something to uh, at least temporarily blind yourself. So don't do that. I know you may, might be tempted to watch, but, but you don't want to do that. It could be very, very, very dangerous. And here is your vice president again, yesterday on The View, listen to the irresponsible nonsense that she is selling, and the uh, the 80-year-old uh, moron who gobbles it up, and that would be uh, Joy Behar. Are you scared, first of all, what could happen if Trump ever became, God forbid, president again? And what are you going to do to stop the crazies? Okay, you and I are the crazies. She's asking the vice president of the United States, what is she going to do to stop the crazies? All we want to do is vote for Donald Trump. So what can we do to stop you and me from uh, choosing our president? I am scared as heck. (laughs) Yeah, Which is why I'm traveling our country. You know, there's an old saying that there are only two ways to run for office either without an opponent or scared. And you certainly are because you know you're going to get beaten badly. I mean, like, epically in November. So on all of those points, yes, we should all be scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as we know... Who, who all should be scared? I'm not scared, not even concerned at all. I'm peaceful. We just want to get this moron out of the White House. And certainly this is a, a table of very powerful women... Oh, God, that's funny. We don't run away from something when we're scared. We fight back against it. No, you, you do, absolutely. You absolutely run. And that's why people like Rachel Maddow don't allow Donald Trump's speech to air. And I've got Michael Schellenberger's, uh, his commentary on that. And he's a lib. He's a lib. So that is all coming up, guys. Here is the number, 800-922-6680. This is a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, and uh, it is Thursday, and uh, if you'd like to call in 800-922-6680, that is the, uh, the number if you'd like to call in. The other night, um, uh, Rachel Maddow decided to uh, be uh, the MSNBC 
mom, I guess, and uh, took it upon herself to not share the comments of Donald Trump after a historic victory in Iowa. He is the presumed uh, choice for the Republican Party for president this year. Don't fool yourself. It's been three years in the making. It's coming. It's a freight train. It's going to happen. And the mainstream media's reaction to it should give you an idea, the fear that they have. And that's what precipitated all this nonsense yesterday on the media. That's what precipitated all this nonsense on, uh, on Tuesday morning. Uh, and, and they are all frightened. And this woman has taken upon herself to tell her viewers that uh, they can't make up their own mind about what they hear. This is what Democrats do to people. They assume you're stupid, all right? They do this to they, they, the, the black people. You know, you honestly, you are too stupid to get an ID. So if we ask you to get an ID to go vote, then it's racist. That's what they do. And that's what she's doing for her audience. All she really is be, uh, being is a dictator. And it's got some people pretty ticked off, and it should and this nonsense yesterday on The View, I'm going to lodge a compa- complaint with the FCC about this. Because when you invite someone who is the vice president of the United States onto the air to talk about what a danger a candidate and her, his, his followers are to the future of the country, that's just dangerous propaganda. And I'm not going to stand for it. We've had enough censorship of our views. Now they're doing the opposite and they're calling, literally, they're doing what every dictator has done in the past against their opposition. And that is to use over-the-top language to inflame the people to hurt them. And they've also uh, got the DHS, the DOJ, and the FBI on their side as well. And I'm going to get to that. But this is Michael Schellenberger, a reliably liberal columnist, talking about Rachel Madcow on MSNBC. At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory. There, she won't say his name. It's like Dumbledore. Speech. Did you see what happened last Monday night after Donald Trump won a landslide victory in Iowa? His remarks tonight will not air here live. Rachel Maddow announced that MSNBC would not be covering Trump's victory speech. An invasion. We have an invasion of millions. And, and CNN cut away after just a few minutes. Wow. I can't imagine why they think that's a good thing. Donald Trump declaring victory with a historically strong showing. In why the was that? According to Maddow, it's because Trump and his supporters are fascists. We are worried about potential no. rise of fascism in this country. No, that's and fascist. Trump spreads misinformation. There is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. CNN's Jake Tapper gave a similar reason. But the For two years, she said that Russia collusion was real. That was misinformation. The fact that a politician says things that news reporters disagree with has never before been a reason for them not to cover speeches by politicians. Mm-hmm. CNN and MSNBC could have shown Trump's speech and then spent the rest of the night criticizing it. Yeah. And why didn't the same standard apply to Haley and DeSantis, huh. Trump's competitors? What's so puzzling about all of this is that CNN has completely reversed its position. Last year, for instance, CNN broadcast an entire town hall meeting. You're a nasty person. Yeah, yeah. Between Trump and its anchor, Caitlin Collins. Now, to some extent, CNN and MSNBC might be responding to their viewers who hate no, Trump with a passion doesn't matter. and just don't want to listen to him. Doesn't matter. Or it could be that elements within the U.S. government put pressure on CNN and MSNBC. Of course they are. Trump. But I think the main reason lies elsewhere. 
After the Trump town hall meeting, many mainstream journalists, including ones within CNN, I still respectfully disagree with allowing Donald Trump to appear in that particular form. Now, I'm going to get to more of this on the other side of the break, but we've never seen something like this before. This should make you say hell no to CNN and MSNBC just to start. All right, more on the other side of the break in your phone calls. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. commercial from Apple's Macintosh. It features Big Brother and a bunch of people sitting there forced to watch what was on the screen. And in comes an outlier chased by government officials hurling a sledgehammer into the screen with Big Brother's image on it. And kaboom! Big Brother blows up. And the people can actually hear the truth. Computer will introduce Macintosh, and you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. Yeah, but 2024 is exactly like 1984. And Big Brother is a left-wing lesbian on MSNBC. There you go. <laughs> Oh, my God, Rachel Maddow is big brother. I would hate to have her as a big brother. My God in heaven. Let's go to Sean in Live Oak, California. Hello there, Sean. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Yeah, greetings from West Libtardia. Ah, Libtardia. How's the weather in West Libtardia today? Well, it's in the 50s. All right. <laughs> What's going on, man? Well, the one thing that I saw with Joy Reid is that anti-white bigotry is not only tolerated, but it's promoted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you look at, well, look at the fact that she's anti-white bigot, then all her statements make sense. That, yeah. That's what an anti-white bigot would say. Well, Sean, all of this has been uh, 30 years in the making. All of this, uh, you know, Republicans uh, are, are white supremacists. Now you've got the federal government when, uh, when Barack Obama became the president. White supremacy became the uh, biggest threat to the homeland, which is a lie. I said from the very beginning, it is clear that this is about Trump and his supporters. And, and right now we are at the, uh, the, the tip of the uh, arrow with regard to how far they're going to take this. Uh, you've seen this wokeness. Uh, DEI, which is essentially targeting white people or people who disagree with the establishment. We saw the the DHS, the Disinformation Governments Governance Board. You saw the Stanford, uh, 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 the, the Stanford. Um, I can't remember the, 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 the product. Anyway, the, I'm drawing a blank on the name. But but clearly, the federal government has been involved in censorship and demonization. You've had the FBI uh, being told to uh, go after uh, Trump supporters, go after parents who disagree with CRT or the other nonsense in schools. So clearly, this is all part of the same action, and it's coming from the same place. And the same place is Washington, D.C., the Biden administration, and the deep state. Yeah, well, the other thing that I see a, sort of a parallel with, if you look at Nazi Germany and their uh, bigotry against the Jews, the one thing that they did is exaggerated claims of the harm that the Jews did to Germany. Of course. Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. So, so, so the same thing you're seeing here is the exaggerated claims of the harms that whites have done. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, by the way, now you are hearing people like Joy Behar and Kamala Harris saying it's Donald Trump and his uh, followers. And, and like I said, that, that speech last year in front of Independence Hall should have been a giant wake-up call for what they have planned. And then you got the speech, at uh, which, which, by the way, did a face plan at Valley Forge. Nobody was listening to it. Uh, so they just swept that under the rug. And then they're back this week after Donald Trump's resounding victory with all of this, but they've taken it up a notch uh, to the danger category, and it's ridiculous. And it's a repetition of history, Sean. We know what they want to do, and we've just got to be aware of what they're planning. Because when you got people saying this about a group of people, uh, a group of individuals who differ with you politically, saying all of these things about what you're going to do without knowledge just to stir up people to get them to act out violently, and that's what this is all about, then that has to be nipped in the bud. Sean, I appreciate the call, man. Have a good day. This is uh, Joy Behar talking about uh, Iowans. I want you to listen to this. This is over-the-top uh, lies and propaganda. This is on a an entity that has an FCC license. This should not be allowed. Yes, you are allowed free speech, but if you are inciting violence, then it is not allowed. I want you to listen to Joy Behar. This is what the 5% voted for. <clears throat> they voted for a guy who today had to come uh, to New York to show up in court in a case against a woman that a federal judge has already said he raped. Uh, there was no evidence. She didn't know what year. There were no witnesses. Donald Trump even uh, attempted to give his DNA to pro prove that she was a whack job, and the judge didn't. You know why? Because those same people are in charge of the new case. Those same people are in the, in the charge of all of these indictments against Donald Trump. That is who you voted for. Yeah. You voted for someone who has lost so many times now that this applies to him 2020 the fbi dhs doj and fbi or an irs were all involved in covering up the malfeasance of the biden family so that joe biden could become the president um let's see what else you voted for a guy who said come risk your lives for the grand wizard come in the snow she called him the grand wizard yeah that's the speech i'm talking about Jim Jordan had this to say yesterday about the, and there's no doubt about this, this is what we're experiencing in this country, and I said it, you know, years ago, I said, if someone says what you believe is misinformation and disinformation, it means they know you know the truth. And now we know that my gut feeling was absolutely right. Our federal government is thoroughly involved in censoring your speech. But here's the, here's the real takeaway. The censorship industrial complex was bigger than we thought. It wasn't just big government working with big tech to limit your speech and limit Twitter or tweets and posts on Facebook. It was big government, big universities and big tech all working together. Stanford Virality Project, by the way. To limit speech, and it was disproportionately, as you listed off all those conservatives, disproportionately targeting conservatives. No, it was exclusively targeting conservatives. Molly Hemingway, Sean Hannity, President Trump, members of Congress. Newsmax. You can go down the list. That's who they went after. And here's the kicker. It was all true stuff, or some cases it was satire. It was a joke, but it was all true, and yet they went after it 
uh, in this organized fashion where they limited how the, the, the reach it would have, the visibility filtering they did, and they took things down. That's how egregious this was. Yeah, and that's how the media was able to broadcast these things, even though all of them were wrong. I don't need the mainstream media to be great. I need them to not be abjectly horrible. The media doesn't get the story right. Protests were mostly peaceful. It is not, generally speaking, unruly. The media exists in its own bubble. Donald Trump's a smart one in there. Y'all elitists are there. Your math and your reading. Yeah, you're reading. Go through some of the giant hoaxes that they have pushed on us. The worst attack on American democracy since the Civil War. Is Trump-Russia collusion. The president's no collusion, no obstruction mantra. We know it's false. On conspiring with Russia, President Trump was clear of that. Brett Kavanaugh, that he was a serial rapist. An orchestrated political hit. Losing control suggests something incriminating. Well, we had the Covington kids. It does look like that young man to me is taunting the Native American Vietnam vet. Or the Jesse Smollett hoax. I find so personally offensive that a gay black man is targeted and then suddenly he becomes the victim of yeah. people's disbelief. Yeah. Or it was all of the COVID stuff. The virus stops with every vaccinated person. Wow. People who are not getting vaccines, it's time to start shaming them. Those emails we just talked about are connected to an ongoing Russian disinformation effort. Charlottesville. We saw Klansmen and white supremacists. He says that he's running for president because Donald Trump said he said there were, quote, some very fine people on both sides. The next sentence out of his mouth is, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. Mm. Even just in the last couple weeks, it's hard to see what else this could be. This quote unquote bombing at the Gaza hospital. Really? other than an Israeli airstrike. And then the New York Times had to change their headline three times over the course of a day. Yeah, this is why the censorship industrial complex exists. Because you couldn't say anything about those things. Because the censorship industrial complex said that your opinion on all of those was misinformation and disinformation and the federal government was involved in censoring it uh, in news reports and online. And all of those things ended up being true. Do you, do you understand now? Do you, do you see what we're up against? It's profound. It's personal for me. Nobody's going to cover this like me because I went through it. I've, won, I've gone through it time and time again. And I'm not even, I wasn't even a major player in the media a couple years ago, but I still was a target. Alarming surveillance, the government may have tracked your transactions at these stores. Redstate.com. The House Judiciary GOP had some troubling questions they posed on X. Shop at Bass Pro recently? How about Capella's? Bought a Bible? If so, the federal government may be coming after you. What do they sell at Bass Pro and Capella's? Guns. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. House Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan explained in a troubling letter to Noah Bishkoff, the former director of the Office of Stakeholder Integration and Engagement in the Strategic, Strategic Division of Financial Crimes, blah, 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 the Treasury Department. Uh, uh, the typologies, okay, uh, the government distributed materials to financial institutions that, among, among other things, outlined the typologies of various persons of interest to prov and provide financial institutions with suggested search terms and merchant category codes for identifying transactions on behalf of federal law enforcement. You want to hear some of the terms that they looked for? 
Our federal government, Trump, MAGA. There you go. They also looked at other things like transportation charges, like bus tickets, rental cars, or plane tickets for travel areas with no apparent purpose. The purchase of books, including religious texts and subscriptions to other media containing extremist views. Well, I guess uh, I've got a subscription to Newsmax Plus. I've got a subscription to uh, Matt Taibbi's uh, uh, Substack. I've got a subscription to Tucker Carlson. I guess I'm on their list. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you right now. If you're listening in uh, their uh, FBI, I am MAGA. Jordan said the slide instructs financial institutions to query for transactions using codes like uh, like small arms, sporting and recreational goods and supplies, keywords Kabbalahs, Dick's Sporting Goods, and Bass Pro Shops, among others. This isn't the first time the government has caught casting a wide net. They did something similar on January the 6th. They did the same damn thing when they raided Mar-a-Lago. They had nothing they were looking for. They just wanted to find something. But with regard to the FBI getting information from Bank of America on credit cards or debit transaction using Bank of America in the D.C. area between January the 5th and January the 7th, that's what they did. So that's what we're up against. I just want you to know this. Uh, This is serious because the federal government is going after you if you support Donald Trump, and they are getting the tacit approval and endorsement of the mainstream media, particularly MSNBC and CNN. This is Vivek Ramaswamy the other night talking about where we are in this country right now. It is a 1776 moment right now. That's where we live right now. And you want to know what does it mean to be a Republican today? It means we believe in the ideals of 1776. Ideals like freedom and merit and the I'll bet he's on their list. pursuit of excellence. That you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character and your contributions. End affirmative action. End DEI. We are done with the nonsense. Yeah, we're done with the nonsense. Now, about a week ago, uh, Vivek said this about Donald Trump, should he win the nomination? It takes a dark turn, but I think it's, I know, I I mean, I have a good sense of what's going to happen here. Okay. They're leading into trap. They're not going to let Trump get anywhere near the White House. Hmm. They're not going to let him. What about, so the goal is, you know, have him be the nominee, and by hell or high water, one way or another, they're not going to have him, they're not going to let him. What about the other two, though? It's not them. Who is it? It's within our own party. Okay. Okay. It's within our own party. Yes, it is. Isn't that interesting? Hey, look at the people who, are, who voted to keep Trump off the ballot. Uh-huh. Who are they putting up? Who losses to keep him off the ballot? Larry Fink to Reed Hoffman. Who are they propping up? Well, they're, they're propping up uh, Nikki Haley, and Rand Paul says that he's going to have nothing to do with Nikki Haley. I've had a long res- relationship with Donald Trump, and there's a lot to like there. I'm also a big fan of a lot of the fiscal conservatism of Ron DeSantis. I think Vivek Ramaswamy has been a, an important voice. Also have listened to and met with the independent Bobby Kennedy. I'm not yet ready to make a decision, but I am ready to make a decision on someone who I cannot support. So I'm announcing this morning that I'm Never Nikki. And if you go to nevernikki.net, you can let her know that you're not a supporter either. I don't think any informed or knowledgeable libertarian or conservative should support Nikki Haley. I've seen her attitude towards our our interventions overseas. I've seen her involvement in the military-industrial complex. 
$8 million being paid to become part of the team, but I've also seen her indicate that she thinks you should be registered to use the Internet. Yeah, there you go. So that's uh, an aside, obviously, Rand Paul, with regard to Nikki Haley. But uh, if you want to comment on this, guys, 800-922-6680. We're up against a lot, and we can win, but you got to be ready. Michelle is up next. Let's take a break. This is The Rob Carson Show. now that Joe Biden's White House is coordinating, orchestrating, and directing the political persecution of his top political rival, Donald J. Trump, who right now, by the way, is beating him in every single poll in every single swing state. Meanwhile, uh, because of Joe Biden's incredible weakness on the national stage, his disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, we are now in a war in Israel. We're in a war in Yemen. We're in a war in Ukraine. We have terrorist threats on U.S. soil by Hezbollah. We're in a proxy war in Russia, a proxy war in Iran, and we have a wide open southern border where nearly 9 million illegal immigrants have invaded the United States of America since he took office. So, yeah, I think the American people are fed up with this traitor. 100%. Let's go to Michelle in Baltimore. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Thank you very much. So uh, I'm concerned about the January 6th. You know, I told you a long time ago that I was there that day. And, uh, I'm concerned that they are going to stay in jail and not be made an issue for this uh, Trump campaign. I'd like to see Mr. Trump make it an issue that he wants the freedom. Like you have said yourself. Like, well, you, you recall the other night, in a, Michelle, hold on. You'll recall the other night in a speech, he called the January the 6th prisoners hostages, and that caused the liberal media to explode. So I wouldn't say that he's not, he's not talking about the issue. And clearly he's going to do something about it when he becomes the president. I'm looking forward to seeing it, and I, and I think there are no ironies in this world that it's, uh, it makes sense to me that there are hostages in Gaza and there are hostages in D.C. I think both of them, all of them have got to be released. I think it's got to be an issue, because as you probably heard, uh, this thing in Gaza is a preliminary that what could happen to the United States based on our, our open borders and the nature of the immigrants, so-called immigrants, who've come through the southern border. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, Michelle. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, you know, it is, um, it is he's, he's exactly right. The same thing is going on. And you, got, you know it, guys. You, you, you understand it. Um, let's see. Let's go to uh, Paul in Catonsville real quick. Paul, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. you got about a minute. Go. Good afternoon, Rob. Great show. Uh, two days ago, I think, you had a guest in the, come on, and he, the last thing he said was, the people are coming with pitchforks. And, yeah. boy, I'll tell you what, that raised the idea of why not use that symbol, and I don't give a doggone how the Democrats interpret what it means. I don't care. But what it means is hard work, manual labor, resilience, and strength of the people in challenging yeah. times. What do you think? Yeah. And also, it should say under there, it should say, fork you. What do you think, Paul? Oh, that's <laughs> even better. I like it. <laughs> I told you this. I told you, you know, when January the 6th happened, I remember I said, well, I'm hoping this is a peaceful Berlin Wall movement. That's what I thought. And that's what I thought was going to happen. And then the FBI and the DOJ got involved, and we're discovering more and more about it, Paul. So uh, I like your idea, the pitchfork being the maybe flaming pitchfork with the expression, fork you, to the federal government, I think would be great. Paul, I appreciate the phone call. <laughs> Coming up, we've got an update on uh, Trump's latest trial in New York. Uh, oh, oh, and the showdown on the southern border in Texas. That's coming up, and this is The Rob Carson Show.
Hey, it's Tony Marino, host of the wildly popular Newsmax Daily podcast, available for free along with Jerry Callahan, Rob Carson, and other great podcasts at Newsmax.com slash listen or wherever you get podcasts. The new year is here and I have an important message for you. Hey, it's Rob Carson. Why don't you give yourself a gift for the new year? The new streaming service, Newsmax Plus. Move over, woke Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu. Just start Newsmax Plus. Get Newsmax best shows with Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Greta Von Susteren, Greg Kelly, and more. Even actor John Voight has a special series on there. Plus lots of movies, documentaries, history, comedy. Newsmax Plus just started and more than 180,000 people have signed up. Watch Newsmax Plus on your home TV or phone app. And Newsmax Plus is the only streamer to give you all of Donald Trump's rallies. So get Newsmax Plus now. It's free to start. Just go to Newsmax Plus. That's NewsmaxPLUS.com. Millions are switching to Newsmax. Be one today. All right, second hour of the show. The showdown on the Texas border. A.G. Ken Paxton of Texas has drawn a line in the Rio brand. Grand, the new head coach for the Pats is a race-baiting Patsy, and the judge in Trump's E. Jean Carroll case threatens to throw him out, and Donald Trump says, go ahead. Second hour coming up. Don't go anywhere.